Hey guys, and welcome back to the episode 3 of Christianity and why it matters. Today we will be finishing the Old Testament, and you might be thinking, how can I do that all in one episode? I will quickly and briefly explain which each book is and one thing that it can relate to in the modern world. So before we begin, I got a couple voice questions that I will play and I received them from some viewers and I got um, three to four questions. So I will play that just now. Do you think that the commandments changed throughout history, like throughout time? Because some do not make sense for nowadays because love thy parents or go to hell kind of thing doesn't make sense when you have the abusive parents. It's like saying love these abusive people or you go to hell or love thy neighbor if your neighbor is a murderer. Oh, you have to love them or go to hell. Like. I think that sometimes they should change to more modern standards. What do you think? I'm not trying to be rude or anything, just what do you think? Thank you so much to Santa Claus or mine. Uh, That's one of my friends. And you can go check out his YouTube channel. I'll put it in the episode description. So shout out to you. So that was a great question. And no, I don't think that the Ten Commandments should be changed. The Ten Commandments can be hard to follow, but God never gives us something that we can't handle. The window of opportunity could just be out of reach, but you might just have to go and get a stool to be able to climb out. And to get back onto you with that, I really don't think it is. Um, You don't go to hell just because you don't love your neighbor. Um, You said loving your parents or you go to hell well obviously you're going to love your parents but you're you're not going to go to hell for this um this is old english and is like genesis in my first episode uh it's a little unclear in some parts and i do mean some but every 10 commandment is i would say clear if you think about it so That was a great question. Thank you for sending that in. And we're going to get into the second question. Why do you think God punished all of the Egyptians for the pharaohs and his higher-ups choices? Those plagues? Do those people, all Egyptians, deserve it? Or just a pharaoh? Because... I was God, I would have punished just the Pharaoh, not everybody that had no control over his decisions. Because, what do you think about that? That kind of just was like, okay, because it's just showing his power, I'm not sure. Um, my opinion on this second question. Uh, I think everyone got punished and all the Egyptians were punished because they worked for Pharaoh and followed Pharaoh's evil orders. And you said Pharaoh didn't really get punished. Well, he did get punished twice. The first one was when he lost his son because Moses tried to warn Pharaoh saying you got to put the blood of this goat or lamb or whatever animal it was 
on your door so that you don't lose your son. Pharaoh said, aw, this is gibberish. So he lost his son. The second punishment he got was when the Red Sea, or um, I, I don't, it was just a big sea. I can't really remember the name at the top of my head at the moment. But when the waters collapsed, it drowned every single Egyptian soldier. But God left Pharaoh and he spared his life. And Pharaoh knew he did something wrong, so he was supposed to live with this for the rest of his life. He basically killed millions of people over throughout the years. Not just this Pharaoh, there were many, many Pharaohs, hundreds, dozens, whatever, you name it. So, thank you again to Santa Claus or mine. And the next question is going to be from a different viewer. So, we'll get right into that right now. Here's a question that you can ask your followers. How can churches re-engage people your age? And how can they get, um, I guess, people to be more involved in the church and come back to the morals of Christianity? Thank you to Andrea, who was the special guest in episode two of uh, Christianity and Why It Matters. That question is a little difficult, and my answer wouldn't be the best, but um, the church can make activities for youth to do that is popular, things that they like. So if you know Net Canada, or like the Net Retreat... Uh, what they do is they go to schools throughout the world and they come to your school and they if yeah they they just do Christian and Catholic activities with you, getting you involved. Uh, they do like spin the wheel uh, and like wheel of fortune. It's just I had a great time when that happened to me. So I will I can leave a link to their website in the episode description. It's just Net Canada or net america or whatever dot ca com net there's a lot of websites that they have so thank you to andrea who was the special guest of uh episode two and now we can get into the rest of the old testament so we're going to do that right now So I'm not going to try to get all fancy and fast with this, but I do have to cover 66 books. Well, I already covered two, so that would be 64 books in my time limit would be about 20 minutes. So it's fine if I go over, but I'm going to hopefully get through 64 books in hopefully around 20 to 25 minutes. So the first... I guess the third book, the first one for this episode. So first we got Genesis and Moses, which we've already covered. And if you don't know about that, I recommend you go to the first and second episode. They are labeled correctly. So the third book of the Bible is called Leviticus, written by Moses. And it's about God giving the Israelites instructions for how to worship him. So that was a very quick 
thing, but that's just basic, basically a one-sentence summary. So, the fourth book, Numbers, is when Israel fails to trust and obey God, just like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and wanders in the wilderness for 40 years. And this was also written by Moses. And then we got the fifth book, Deuteronomy. Moses gives Israel instructions, in some ways a recap of the laws in Exodus and Numbers, so like the Ten Commandments, for how to love and obey God in the Promised Land. And this was also written by Moses. So the first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch. Also in Jewish culture, the Torah, the Pentateuch. And um, there's a little song from what's in the Bible that I can link in the uh, episode description, but it's a very catchy one. Um, but what's in the Bible with Buck Denver has that song. So I'll leave a link in the episode description for that. The sixth book of the Bible, Joshua. And this is about Joshua, who is Israel's new leader. And he leads Israel to conquer the promised land, then parcels out territories to the 12 tribes of Israel. So he basically goes in, uh, uh, country or whatever, takes the land, and that's theirs. And a little fun fact about this is you've probably heard of a few fantastic stories from this book, aka the Battle of Jericho and the day of the, and the day the sun stood still. But most of this the action happens in the first half of the book, but the last half is pretty much all about divvying up all the lands to the twelve tribes of Israel. And the seventh book of the Bible is called Judges. Judges. So like a judge in a courtroom, but that's not really what it was about. But the book of Judges is about Israel enters a cycle of turning from God. So a cycle of apostasy. Falling captive to oppressive nations. Calling out to God and being rescued by leaders God sends their way called Judges. The eighth book of the Bible is called Ruth, and this is where two widows lose everything. If you don't know what a widow is, that's just somebody, a woman who's lost her husband. So two widows lose everything and find hope in Israel, which leads to the birth of the future King David, which we'll get into later in this episode. So the ninth and tenth book of the Bible are basically the same name. Ninth book of the Bible is First Samuel and the tenth is 2 Samuel. So the first Samuel is about Israel demands a king, who turns out to be quite a disappointment. And then in 2 Samuel, David, a man after God's own heart, becomes king of Israel. And book 11 is called First Kings. And this one's about the kingdom of Israel has a time of peace and prosperity under King Solomon, which was after King David, but afterwards splits, and the two lines of kings turn away from God. And then 12th book of the Bible is Second Kings, which, um, and that is about both kingdoms ignore God and his prophets until they both fall captive to other world empires. So already five, four, four and a half minutes of me explaining, and we're already... At the 13th book of the Bible. Okay. The 13th book of the Bible. First Chronicles. And you might notice that we're getting into this long stretch of first and second and first and second. There's quite a few of those in the Bible. But after the 14th book of the Bible, there won't be. So, 
The 13th book of the Bible is about a brief history of Israel from Adam to David, culminating with David commissioning the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the second Chronicles is David's son Solomon builds the temple, but after centuries of rejecting God, the Babylonians take the southern Israelites captive and destroy the temple. So the 14th book of the Bible, second Chronicles, is basically Exodus all again, because the Israelites are taken captive and like slavery and all that stuff. So the 15th book of the Bible is called Ezra, and the Israelites rebuilt the temple in Jerusalem and scribe name. Uh, and a scribe named Ezra teaches the people to once again obey God's laws. And the 16th book of the Bible is Nehemiah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Nehemiah. The city of Jerusalem is in bad shape. So Nehemiah rebuilds the wall around the city. So now we're getting into a little bit of history of how Jerusalem got that big wall and their temple. The 17th book of the Bible is a very, um, I would say, famous story because it's called Esther. And someone hatches a genocidal plot to bring about Israel's extinction, and Esther must face the emperor to ask for help. And now after this, this is basically, the next couple books are books of poetry in the, uh, in the Old Testament. So the first one is uh, 18th book of the Bible is called Job. And this is about when Satan attacks a righteous man named Job and Job and his friends argue about why terrible things are happening to them. And this one, I'm pretty sure every person, including Jews, uh, Christians, every religion's heard of this book. And it's called Psalms. And there's 150 chapters in here. And it's just a collection of 150 songs that Israel sang to God and to each other. Kind of like a hymnal for ancient Israelites. Uh, the 20th book of the Bible. Oh, it's been seven minutes. The 20th book of the Bible. I hope I'm not taking so long on this. But the 20th book of the Bible is called Proverbs. You've probably heard of a Chinese proverb. That was made after a proverb. It's just a Chinese version. So Proverbs is a collection of sayings written to help people make wise decisions that bring about justice. So if you're struggling with like stress, homework, uh, addictions, or drugs, you could actually look in here because it's to help you make wise decisions. The 21st book of the Bible is called Escalicites. Escalicites? I'm not sure how to say that. But... It starts with an E. Has two C's, L-E-S-I-A-S-T-E-S. But this is a, a philosophical exploration of the meaning of life with a surprisingly tone for the Bible. So that is actually a very interesting sounding book. I've, re um, I've read it myself and I would recommend it to all you viewers out there. So the second, 22nd, um... Book of the Bible is called Song of Solomon, or a.k.a. the most well-known is Song of Songs. And this is a love song or collection of love songs celebrating love, desire, and marriage. And this is written by Solomon. And then, now we're getting into books of prophecy in the Old Testament. So, the 23rd book of the Bible is Isaiah. And a lot of people, I know, have heard of that. So, God sends the prophet Isaiah to warn Israel of future judgment, but also... Tell, 
but also tells them about a coming king and servant who will bear the sins of many. So this is a basically a, um, a, what do you, I'm pretty sure it's called like foreshadowing or whatever, but this is basically telling you that Jesus will come. And this is uh, lots of years before Jesus came. And in this book, uh, the the coming king and servant who will bear the sins of many. So take the sins away from the world. The 24th book of the Bible is Jeremiah. And God sends a prophet to warn Israel about the coming Babylonian captivity. But the people don't take the news very well. The 25th, of the, uh, 25th book of the Bible is called Lamentations. Not Lemon, Lamen, L-A-M-E-N. Lamentations, a collection of dirges lamenting the fall of Jerusalem after the Babylonian attack. So Bab- Babylonia or Babylon, not Babylonian. <laughs> Babylon was one of these very um, aggressive um, parts of the Bible. Like they, they were a very aggressive group. The 26th book of the Bible is called Ezekiel. God chooses a man to speak for him to Israel to tell them the error of their ways and teach them justice. Okay, the next one is very famous, and it's the 27th book of the Bible. Daniel. Ever heard of the story called Daniel in the Lion's Den? I have. Well, I am also Christian, and I've read this. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people, even atheists, have heard of this. And this is about Daniel becomes a high-ranking wise man in the Babylonian and Persian empires and has prof- uh, prophecy kind of visions concerning Israel's future. So he predicts a whole bunch of stuff, and then he's thrown into a lion's den, and then the king and emperor, blah, blah, blah. So if you want to li- read more, that's one of my favorite biblical stories in the Bible. Go ahead and read it. It's just in this, um, book 27, Daniel. It's in thousands, fifteen hundreds, somewhere in the Bible. The twenty-eighth book of the Bible is called Hosea, and Hosea is told to marry a prostitute who leaves him, and he must bring her back a picture of God's relationship with Israel. So it's kind of a weird story. The twenty-ninth book of the Bible. Basically, it's another plague book, but it's called Joel, and God sends a plague of locusts to judge Israel, basically like what happened in Exodus, except it wasn't Israel, it was Egypt. But his judgment on the surrounding nations is coming too. The 30th book of the Bible is called Amos, and this is about a shepherd named Amos who preaches against the injustice of the northern kingdom of Israel. So there's a lot of fighting and arguments coming in here, and it's very interesting. And the 30th, 31st, actually, sorry, 31st book of the Bible is called Obadiah. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But Obadiah warns the neighboring nation of Edom that they will be judged for plundering Jerusalem. And the 32nd book of the Bible is one of my favorites along there with Daniel. And this is Jonah and the whale, but the book is called Jonah. It's also a very short uh, book. It's about seven pages long, I guess. But this is about a disobedient prophet who runs from God. And then he's swallowed by a big whale and then preaches God's message. He preaches God's message to the city of Nineveh. And if you've watched that Veggie Tales like Jonah, he's like, Nineveh? 
I'm not going. And he, um, he also is like, a message from the Lord. A message from the Lord. It's just a very funny movie, and I love it. I do recommend it. Um, it's a VeggieTale. Who doesn't love VeggieTales? Even atheists watch VeggieTales, and they're probably not even, um, faithful. Or maybe not, I wouldn't say faithful. Um, religious. The 33rd book of the Bible is called Mika. Mika confronts the leader of Israel and Judah regarding their injustice and prophecies prophesies that one day the Lord himself will rule in perfect justice. So this is basically foreshadowing revelation because the Lord will rule in perfect justice over the world. We are getting to the 34th book of the Bible called Nahum. Nahum foretells of God's judgment on Nineveh, the capital of Esria, which I guess is later Syria, because if you take away the first two letters, it looks like Syria. I don't know. The 35th book of the Bible is Habakkuk. Habakkuk. These words are getting harder by the second, but Habakkuk pleads with God to, the, to stop the injustice and violence in Judah but is surprised to find that God will use the even more violent Babylonians to do so. So God wanted the Babylonians to, you know, go through Judah. And, you know, and Judah's not a person. It was a place. The 36th book of the Bible, we're almost halfway there, is called Zephaniah. God warns that he will judge Israel and the surrounding nations, but also that he will restore them in peace and justice. What a cliffhanger right there. Why don't you go read it if you're feeling that cliffhanger? I know I'm going to go read it. The 37th book of the Bible is called Haggai. There's a word in the English dictionary that sounds like Haggai. I just don't remember. Um, the, the people have abandoned the work of restoring God's temple in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, And so Haggai takes them to, to task. Whew! I'm running out of breath here. This is a lot of books I've gone through. 38. The 38th book of the Bible. Zechariah. The prophet of Zechariah calls Israel to return to God and records prophetic visions that show what's happening behind the scenes. And now we are getting into the 39th book of the Bible. And actually, there weren't 60 Six. I'm pretty sure that's every book of the Bible. Um, my mistake there. But this is the last book of the Bible, and it's called Malachi. And this is when God has been faithful to Israel, but they continue to live disconnected from him. So God sends Malachi to call them out. And then the New Testament comes in. And this is where I'm going to be talking in the next episode. We're going to get right into the four Gospels. I'm going to be explaining why are all four different. And, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun in the New Testament. It's more exciting than the old, but you can't read the new without the old. It's like getting on a horse and then getting off. You can't get off the horse unless you've gotten on. So you can't read the New Testament unless you've read, read the old one. So, in episode 4 of Christianity and Why It Matters, we are going to be doing the four Gospels. And I am going to try to do my best to explain 
Thank you so much for listening to the third episode of Christianity and Why It Matters. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to subscribe, follow, star, and if you have any questions, email my email, which is fishtalk.podcast.hotmail.com. Email will be in the episode description. And if you'd like to send in a question, just like we had two viewers today, one is Santa Claus or mine, and which is one of my friends, and we had Andrea, which is uh, our special guest in the second episode of Christianity and Why It Matters. If you'd like to send in a question, I will leave a link in the dis- uh, episode description. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Or actually, have a spectacular day, or night, or whatever time of day you're listening to this, and God bless you.